Hey there, this is the Penny on Your Thoughts podcast, and I am your host, Penny Chason. I'm a board-certified hypnotist, intuitive, and experiencer. This podcast is about tapping into your subconscious to create a more aligned and abundant life. By leveraging our subconscious, we can master our thoughts, frequency, and vibration. Fusing the conscious, subconscious, and our consciousness is the science of expansion and soul satisfaction. Each week, I'll share in-depth interviews or solo episodes. This podcast was created to share how you have the power to create infinite potential within you. It's my intention that you find this podcast empowering, inspiring, and full of possibility. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Penny on Your Thoughts. And today, you are going to learn probably more about me than you wanted to know, because I just had an experience that um, I'm very, very opinionated about. And I'm opinionated about it because my primary directive in what I do is to do no harm, to not create problems where there are none for clients. And a part of that comes from not making assumptions and to not dig into things that are not a problem. So what do I mean by that? If there's something that we're dealing with, and we're dealing with it in the present moment, we can have some ideas if it's connected to a past event. I mean, all of our perceptions are based on our past. Our future-based worry is based on past experiences because it, um, it colors our thinking. It forms patterns of the way we interpret information around us and one of the things I have really gotten away from when I talk to people be it on my social media in my Facebook group my clients I don't look at my clients and assume to know where the problem came from. Yes, I can tell you that somewhere there's a subconscious belief that somewhere there is a past perception that could be accurate or inaccurate that is leading to an issue. That I can tell you. What I can't tell you is exactly what that belief is. I can't tell you the exact event that caused it We have to go into the work to do that. So I recently did a client interview and I love it because Erin shared this beautifully, the interviews in my Facebook group, but we're going to be getting it pushed out onto YouTube soon so that you can see that. But she talks in that interview about one of our sessions more than once uh, this idea of not being worthy had come up. And when we were doing the conversational hypnosis, when I would press on that, it never went anywhere. 
So our very last session, it came up again that she felt that she didn't have what she wanted in life because she wasn't worthy of it. And one of the things that I have seen big in the manifestation and abundance spaces, the spiritual spaces online, is there's this rhetoric that is constantly pushed that if you don't have what you want, if you're attempting to manifest or co-create or bring into your life what you want, if you do not have it, then you must not feel worthy of it, that there is a worthiness issue. That is absolute bullshit. Okay. I'm telling you, it is bullshit. Do not buy into it. Because the moment you look to this person as an authority and you think they must be, they must know what they're talking about, you've immediately assumed this identity of I must not be worthy when there's absolutely nothing to back it up. So in it, and I mentioned this in the interview, so I'm not divulging anything here that's confidential, you know, in that call, I asked her, who has told you? that you must not be worthy if you don't have it. And that that took us down the rabbit hole. And I asked that question because I knew that before pressing on the unworthiness had gotten us nowhere. So what it came down to was she uncovered a story that she had picked up somewhere that was completely unrelated because when I asked her, do you feel unworthy? And she goes, no, I don't feel unworthy. So if you don't feel unworthy, how can unworthiness be the problem, right? But, you know, in an attempt to be an authority, people press this issue. If you don't have what you want, you must be feeling unworthy of it. You must believe you're unworthy of it. And this is creating blocks for people. This is an example that I wanted to give you. That is not what came up today. What came up today is something uh, a, a little bit different. But when someone comes to me and they're feeling challenged by something, I don't look at them and say, oh, you must have childhood trauma. Like if they say, you know what? I had a pretty good life. I don't remember there anything coming up. I don't go, oh, you must have childhood trauma because I know it could be a simple story. They got taken into the identity like what happened with Aaron. But I'm going to share with you something that I have seen um, happen with clients. And... Today, I had a call with someone to evaluate if they were a good fit to work with me. And this came up again. And I'm like, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. In a variety of different situations and in a variety of different contexts, someone had worked either with another hypnotist an energy worker, a channel, an intuitive, and a, a, a Vedic astrologer. And in all of these situations, these people had connected seeking answers. And this is the first key piece. They were seeking answers. 
anytime we are seeking answers, we are in a state of anticipation. We are in a state of receptivity. And the things that are said to us can stick and have a lasting effect. So I'm going to give you an example of some of the things that were said that were making assumptions. And in a couple of cases, maybe it's not an assumption. Maybe it's a true knowing. But when you're someone who is intuitive or you can see what's right in front of you, not everything is meant to be shared with the client because we don't know the client's karma. We don't know the contract and the lessons that they're here in this life to learn. And we can actually do harm by saying some things that we probably shouldn't say. So what are some examples of these things that have been said? I once had a client that I did a session with and we were doing a confidence self-love uh, session and this client spontaneously connected with their higher self their higher consciousness and it ended up being one of the most difficult sessions I have ever done um, to to lead this client to facilitate to get the insight and the breakthrough the conscious mind kept breaking in it, it was really challenging and I didn't have the level of experience that I do now but I knew how to handle what I was doing so when I brought the session to a close I asked the client can you please share with me what was happening and what this person told me was that they had previously done a past life regression. In that past life regression, there was um, a difficult time getting to a resolution. So what did the past life regressionist tell this person after they emerged them from hypnosis? This is just your karma. You have to live with it. That is one of the, the most irresponsible things that a hypnotist could do. And here's why. Any hypnotist who's been well-trained knows that when they emerge their clients, their clients are still suggestible. It's not like a switch on and off. So the conversation that we have, if you're doing a formal hypnosis session and emergence, the conversation that is had at the end of the session is just as important as what is before endearing. I have had um, someone that I was working with and in the midst of our work together, they went and had an astrology reading. And when they had this astrology reading, this person's, I, I don't know astrology, I don't do astrology, but this person's giving them this reading and um, we're all here to learn lessons. And let me preface this by saying that and I'm hesitant to even say this because I don't want people to lock into the idea of things that can't be better. Things can always be better. Some of us come to learn lessons and have experiences, and then we move beyond that experience into another experience. And then there are others of us, the lessons that we come to learn are to find the way to be at peace 
in joy and in gratitude in spite of our experiences. So there, there may be a lifelong pattern, but that lifelong pattern is preparing us for our next steps, our next stages. It's, we didn't come here to suffer is what I'm saying. So this person was working with me around some issues. They go to see an astrologer and basically, and I'm very much summarizing here. The astrologer told this person, this is, this is your life path. You, you have to, you have to live with this. Now, if this person is someone who came in to remain in this environment of a certain type of situation repeating itself, that doesn't mean that they're here to live a life of suffering. It might mean that they're here to become stronger and stronger and stronger, not in a bad way, but to become more resilient and more deep in their understanding because the deeper they go into their understanding of the situation and how to find that joy and how to be at peace and how to not be attached to what our life has to look like. I mean, there is, that's platinum, forget gold, that's platinum. If you can learn to not be attached to what your life has to look like, to be happy, to be satisfied, to find peace. But for someone who doesn't have that deeper spiritual understanding and believe me it is a practice that I bring into my life every single day I am not perfect here I am learning but to someone who is uninitiated and doesn't have the skills and the depth of the understanding when they hear this is your life path the belief the misperception that can stick is my god I have to suffer my entire life that does harm especially when you're on the spiritual path and you're constantly uncovering all of these things that we get to change in our life now something else that i have come and i've come across this more than once is that someone will connect with a person they will be helping this person through again energy work astrology hypnosis even therapist, uh, and probably the most harm I've seen in this situation for me personally, it was created by a therapist who practiced hypnosis and it came back to assumptions. I'll come back and I'll tell that story in a moment. When someone works with a client and you look at them and you tell them there must have been a specific traumatic event in their life. They have no awareness. They have no knowledge that this terrible thing ever happened to them. But this person will say, you know, I'm picking up this energy. I'm picking up this block. There's sexual trauma. That is a complete and utter assumption unless you have evidence because I know people who are channels and mediums and channels and mediums who know what they're doing and they understand the impact of what they're doing even if someone came through and said that this happened to the person they're speaking to they're gonna zip it 
they are not going to share that information. Why? Because if someone has zero awareness that this thing happened, let's say it did happen, okay, just for the sake of argument, let's say there was a repressed sexual trauma. If this person has no knowledge or awareness of it, maybe maybe they're dealing with some, you know, sense of safety issues, they're people pleasing, um, they're seeking external validation, these kinds of things. But they don't actually know that this thing happened. That piece of information could be forever life altering in a negative way. They could begin to look around them and say, who can I trust in my life? Who was close enough to me to do this that, that I don't remember it? it? It just creates a lot of problems. So now I want to tell you a situation where someone did this and it created a false, uh, not, not even a false memory. It wasn't a false memory, um, but a false belief. Someone had reached out to me because they were afraid of doing hypnosis because they had a prior hypnosis experience that just left them in a really bad place. So they weren't even comfortable really using self-hypnosis. So I said to this person, look, let's connect. Let me answer your questions and help you get clarity around the experience that you had so that you can decide if hypnosis is, is something that you even feel comfortable doing. Now, this person wasn't wanting to work with me. I just wanted to help them to get to a place so that they could use self-hypnosis, which is safe. I mean, you're, you're, in, you're in the driver's seat. You're even in the driver's seat in guided hypnosis. But this person had an experience with a therapist where the therapist did a root cause hypnosis and there are times where someone can go into hypnosis you can be doing a root cause session and you literally can't connect with the you can't connect with the perception of what's happening like you might you might just have this feeling you may have the sensation, but there, there's no thoughts associated to it. Uh, there's no memories associated to it. But this person is in this space where they are not able to connect any faces or memories to this feeling, this heaviness, this darkness. And the therapist, the therapist in the session said to them, who is molesting you? The client never once brought any of this up. What happened was she's communicating. There's nothing happening. There's nothing happening. And the therapist persisted to badger her and pressure her to remember. So finally, because the situation was so emotionally intense and uncomfortable, the person who was in hypnosis with this therapist, I might add, just blurted out a name 
to get the therapist to stop. And what happened as a result of that was this person questioned their own judgment and carried guilt and shame of why did I say this name? Why did I do this? Because I don't have any proof this ever happened. This never happened to me. But they carried this guilt and shame for accusing this person in this state. And it had haunted them ever since. So I basically walked them through the process of if you didn't have a memory, if this didn't actually come up in the hypnosis and this therapist was pressuring you in hypnosis and you said this as a pressure release valve to get out of this unsafe and uncomfortable feeling situation, your mind probably just latched onto it. And you have no shame or guilt here. This is not your fault because this never should have happened. A, an ethical hypnotist, an ethical therapist, an ethical healer of any kind does not suggest that things like this have happened when there is no evidence from the person that you are working with. So now you know a little bit more about me because I had a conversation with someone today where something very similar came up and I was asking very specific questions. I'm like, did this happen? Well, no, but they're saying X, Y, and Z must have happened because of this. So these people are making assumptions or they're inexperienced at what they're doing if they're a channel or an intuitive or a medium and these messages are coming through and they don't know enough to not say things that might do harm because not everything that comes through is meant to be said. Can't tell you how many times I sit with a client and I can see something plain as day and I don't say anything I just continue to ask questions that allows them to uncover what may or may not be there because I don't have a magic ball. I can see a pattern. I can see a belief. I can see uh, layers of perception that are interfering. But this is for the clients to unravel. It's not for those of us who are working with clients to put our assumptions upon them because we don't know what impact that's going to have. We don't know what effect that's going to have. That's why you will hear me say you can go through my past content and know that I openly say, I do not tell my people what to think. I teach them how to think differently so they can find solutions for themselves. So today, you now know a little bit more about me. And you've got the evidence of my soapbox. Because ethics is super important to me. To do the right thing and not do harm is super important to me. 
And it's something that I convey to my students in my hypnosis certification program. Maybe, maybe it's one of the reasons that some people may think, hmm, Penny's being a little soft around this when she talks about it, going back to the worthiness, right? If you don't have what you're looking for, then you have a feeling of unworthiness somewhere. As I said before, that's complete BS. No one can tell you that with certainty. I can tell you there could be a thousand different beliefs, stories, situations that could be underpinning you not having what you want in life. It could be a thousand things. My job is to go in and find the thing. What I can tell you absolutely is it's something subconscious. It could be a story, a perception, a belief. It could have been something that you heard someone else say and your mind just decided to rank that as highly important for whatever reason. And so now it becomes a part of the way that you view your life. There does not have to be trauma. There might be trauma. There doesn't have to be trauma. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Penny on Your Thoughts. My hypnosis certification is coming up in February. If you want to help people to have healthier lives, happier lives, more fulfilling lives, uh, bring habits into their lives that make life so much better or to get rid of the habits that aren't serving them and you want to learn a process that is repeatable. You're not guessing every time you meet with a client what's next, but a simple, repeatable process that will help you get results. Then I want you to consider joining me in February. Self-study starts at the end of January. The earlier you enroll, the quicker I can get your materials to you. And the earlier you can start that self-study. It is a seven-day intensive training. It is live virtually over Zoom. Uh, so you get to take it from the convenience of your own home. All you need is a really good internet connection and a desktop or a laptop to take this class. You do not need special degrees. Hypnosis is a skill. It's a powerful skill. And I would love to share it with you because there is nothing more rewarding uh, and more purposeful than to help others have a much better life. I'll see you next week. I hope you can feel my appreciation and gratitude for you, my listener. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast platform. There are a few ways that you can do that. If you're not already on my email list, you can go to pennychason.com forward slash myth and download the big mindset myth PDF. Or you can go to Instagram and follow me at penny.chason. You can connect with me there. I would love to see you there. And of course, you could always head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review of this episode. I appreciate you and I will see you back here 